Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co-host Corey from Corey's Digs. How are you doing, Corey? Doing pretty good. How about you? Doing pretty good. Missing speaker today. He's out. He's got a lot going on, if you can imagine, down yeah. down under. Right. Oof. Yeah. Heart goes out to him, sending him prayers and support and everything, but the show must go on. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> So here we are. We have lots to talk about today. Yeah, we're going to get through several publications that you have on your site and talk about those things that you've been up to lately. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this massive spending bill that's still being negotiated, um, and particularly with regards to the IRS tracking our transactions, our bank transactions. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to get into some more fun talk, which will be about this populist movement, this populist uprising, and how much success it's having with the freedom flu and the let's go, Brandon, and mm -hmm. all of that. So let's get into some of the stuff that you've been, uh, that you've had going on, Corey. All right. So let's see on, gosh, I've lost track. It's been a really busy week. I've been going nonstop since I got back from my road trip. <laughs> So, so we got, I just published this one on the precinct strategy uh, because Robert Beadle stepped up and, and worked on this for him and did a really great thing. And uh, so Dan Schultz of the precinct strategy recently came out saying that the RNC won't provide a way for precinct committee people to communicate with each other you know, on a state level and on a local level so that they can plan and strategize. And so uh, Robert Beatles, if people aren't familiar with him, he's uh, one of the investors and part owner of Gab and he's created a lot of businesses, a wonderful guy. And so him and his partners uh, at PILD, PILD.net, which is theirs, created the groups over there and then they linked it from Precinct Strategy. So in case people aren't aware of what precinct strategy is, let's let's roll Dan's one minute video because this is really important on a local level. Okay, let me adjust my volume. So just please hold for a second. <laughs> Democrats are pushing a radical Marxist agenda while weak Republicans let it happen. Do you feel helpless? Want to know how to fight back? Well, here's the answer. ThePrecinctStrategy.com is a free resource on how to become your local GOP precinct committeemen. Precinct committeemen help elect county chairmen, officers, and even delegates to the RNC. There are over 400,000 committeemen seats across the U.S. But what the GOP establishment doesn't want you to know is that 200,000 of those seats are vacant. We need America First Patriots to fill these seats. It's time to fight and kick the rhinos out. Help take back our party. You can make a difference. And PrecinctStrategy.com will show you how. Take action now. Be a warrior. Help save this great country. Visit PrecinctStrategy.com now. Yeah. Can you hear me now, Edge? <laughs> I know she, she has to switch the sound over. <laughs> He's back. I'm back. Yeah. 
So, so I have some bullet points in here and a link to his, um, to the precinct strategy site. I recommend people go there, check that out. Um, you can connect with other conservatives in your state and start planning this really good stuff. So, uh, so that was earlier in the week. And then what did I, what do we got up next? Oh, you had a talk with our, one of our favorite ladies, Catherine Austin Fitz the other day. Yeah, actually, so we did this, let's see, we did this about a month ago after I wrapped up the final of my four-part report on the um, global landscape on uh, vaccine ID passports. And, and, you know, it was for her subscribers and whatnot, but now that it's been like 30 days, we're releasing it public. And it's, it's just, it's really, really important discussion we have. We get into some of the details of the report, and then we just, we talk about the banking industry and financing and um, where this is all headed and what the digital identity is really about, because we know it's not really has anything to do with the jabs. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So so that's about one hour long for anyone who missed the four part series. I highly recommend listening to that. I know a lot of people preferred the audio. So, and there's visual, at least of Catherine. Right. <laughs> and, and some give, of the, give people a taste and, and elements of the report there, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, uh, I wanted to get that out and then, um, what do we have up after that? I don't even remember what all. Oh, you updated oh, yeah, yeah. the COVID resources page with some good, yes. good new details. Yeah. So added another job board. Uh, just so people know, I will continue to add resources to this. So, <clears throat> so please bookmark it and make sure you share this. Um, Edge helped me out with this. Did an awesome job of organizing all of this. Um, We've got medical resources, legal resources, and um, forms and letters, and um, goodness, the job boards. And I added a new category uh, called alternative resources. We have this new uh, Freedom Travel Alliance that you pointed out to me, Edge. I'm like, oh, wow, we got to add that in about private charter air travel, which of course will probably be, you know, a little pricey in the beginning, but it's good to see that they're they're working on that as an alternative for um, air travel because we know where we see where that's all heading. Yeah, and I saw some other stuff in there, not just about flights, but also about like sort of a VRBO type of thing, as well as a network for restaurants and places to go to when you travel, all oh. catering to people who don't want the jab. Nice. I didn't even notice that part. Yeah. Yeah. So Very it's really cool. a lot of good information in there. Yeah. And um, good people behind that as well. So, and then I think I added a couple more legal, legal sources on there too. So, uh, so this is definitely a page to bookmark. I always keep a, it's on this, my solutions tab, but I also keep like a little banner in the right sidebar so that if people are trying to go in here and find it, it'll be, you know, See, there it is right there. It'll be easy access. So uh, that's another one I updated. And then what's next? <laughs> oh, t-shirts. Thinking t-shirts. about some good t-shirts with This messages. was a fun one. Yeah. So I was really frustrated when I got back in town because 
everywhere I went, hardly anyone was wearing masks. They, I, some places even had signs saying masks not required here. And it just felt very pre-COVID, you know, and just the energy of everyone um, was very different. And I get back and every single place I go into, everyone's wearing one mask but me. And no one's questioning me. No one's saying you have to leave our establishment. So that means all these people are just choosing to do it. And when you look at them, it's, it's like this, ah, it's so impersonal now, you know, it's almost equivalent to people walking around with their heads glued to their cell phones. It's just, it's disturbing. They're like robots and they're numb and they're not using their brains anymore. And so I'm like, you know what? I I really just want to get on the PA system and just start (laughs) just going on a rant, but I can't do that. So I really want to print up a few t-shirts. I already have a swag shop and I'm like, I don't care if nobody buys them. You know, I have to put them in there in order for me to print them up for myself. So I'm just going to do that. And, and so I started coming up with all these different sayings and some of them are a little snarky, funny, and some of them are straightforward. And, um, a couple of people mentioned to me, well, why don't you post facts? Because because statistics and facts have been hammered into these people for two years and we see it's gotten them nowhere. What needs to trigger them is the fact that their submission is, is crushing our freedom. And that's what they need to be made aware of. So when I go into the store and I'm the only one without a mask on and I have a huge print on my t-shirt saying something like your submission will be the end of our freedom, you know, I don't care. I'm not trying to, you know, <laughs> provoke a fight with anyone, but they need, it's like they need to be shaken up a little bit. So you're simply trying to provoke thought in some of right. these people. And right. I, I think number one's my favorite. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But you've got some good ones here. So, so I had, um, I just listed off like nine different ones and a lot of people picked seven, um, which I I have, they want herd mentality, not herd immunity, you know? And then in that case, I would put in some of these, you know, I would probably put like my website address under it so they can go find factual information. Um, and then I have, you know, some snarky ones in there. Um, like I've lost track where you also told to stop using your brain, uh, still complying. They are coming for your bank accounts next. A lot of people like that one. Uh, fear will be the death of you in my rearview mirror. Uh, let's see how much higher are you willing to jump? How do you like your cage now? So anyways, people should look at this and, and throw in the comments, which, which ones you like, what you think, because I'm actually going to print probably two or three different ones up. Good idea. We should all print up our own t-shirts with our right? own slogans on them. <laughs> right? Especially if you live in an area like me and, you know, you need to get some people's attention out there. There you go. There you go. Very frustrating. So... Yeah. So I, uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to bring this to people's attention. I haven't even finished reading it, but, uh, Tom Massey is wonderful. He put out this call to action on, um, the prime act, uh, which is, you know, the, the war on meat here. This is really important. This is the fourth time it's been introduced. They're trying to get this passed. So there's a call to action in here and we'll, we'll link it under the video. 
Um, and he tells you exactly how to do it and who to contact uh, to try and get this passed. This is, this is really important information because it's, it's needed um, with, you know, with all the supply chain disruptions and we know they're gunning for the whole synthetic meat market and whatnot. This, this would um, open things up and help, help the ranchers out quite a bit here, help us out, our food security out quite a bit. So, so right. everyone check this out and get on top of it lots to stay on top of my gosh it's like they're trying to flood the system with so many manufactured crises that we don't we can't even pay attention to all of them at the same time stuff gets slipped through the cracks and i think that's by design oh yeah yeah so um did i have any other tabs or was i no i think that was it okay so I'm working on a big piece right now that I started a couple months ago and uh, I'm going to be wrapping it up this weekend and I'll have that, I'll have that out on Monday Uh, unless I run into any hiccups, which I don't, I don't foresee happening. Uh, It's a family tree on a very special person whose complete family history has been wiped from the internet. So it took some, some time and (laughs) creative thought they love doing that don't they wiping their history (laughs) from the internet oh yes they do um so this is this is uh, a very key person who is working very hard to crush our economy in more ways than one and uh i feel like you know everyone has a right to know who his family is who his father is where he comes from and uh so not, not like I have some major smoking gun here, but there's a lot of very interesting information on some of these individuals. So, um, so that'll be out Monday. Cool. Yeah. Looking forward to it. You, I know you've been working on that for a long time and it's yeah. kind of hard to do digging when there's been so many records erased, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to just manually go through the guessing game of obituaries for days until I finally landed on it. Oh go. my God. And then they intentionally dis, they, you know, disconnect. So like you go into ancestry or other places and you find records only they're completely disconnected from other family members. And so then you got to cross-reference through social media and hope there's something on there. And, you know, or you find an old yearbook or so. So it took a while to connect all these people. It was good fun though. I like doing this kind of stuff. You got to love when they change the names though, on purpose too, just to throw everybody off. Constantly (laughs) changing the names and the spellings. Yep. Good stuff. Talk about trying to slip stuff through the cracks. Well, this kind of got exposed, so it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, this has been big talk lately about how uh, the Democrat spending bill had this provision or proposal slipped in there about the IRS tracking bank accounts for transactions of $600. And so due to the backlash from the public, from the Republicans and from the banks Mm. over this proposal that was tucked in to their multi-trillion dollar spending bill, Mm. um, the Democrats have had to adjust their plan a bit to get this bill to pass. And now they're saying that it's going to be $10,000. So they're still planning to weaponize the IRS to spy on bank accounts. But here's the crux. So dad and I went for coffee before the podcast started and he was telling me 
that the 10,000, because he knows I haven't had time to look into this. <laughs> I said, we're actually going to be talking about this today. He said that the 10,000, it's not like a one-time 10,000 transaction. It's annual. So if you spend $10,000 in a year or there's transactions moving through your account that total $10,000 in a year, that which is pretty much 99% of the population, that they're going to have access to that's going to be tracked and reported. Is that there correct? Well, that's not how they're wording it. So <laughs> it's, it's all not. a shell game. It's all, it's the same thing. We're just going to change the wording a bit here, people, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the way that they're wording it is that, you know, that we've got to, um, taxpayers who accrue income through like W-2s, we can track all of that, but there's all these evil millionaires and billionaires who have oh, income yeah. that's not trackable. And we have to make sure that it's fair and equitable and that we are, uh, you know, getting our money fair and equally from these sure, evil because, multimillionaires and billionaires. Because they're going to, their, their bank accounts, they're going to have access to those. Right. Give me a right. break. But they are trying to say that they're crafting this with a new approach with exemptions for wage and salary earners and federal program beneficiary, beneficiaries. And this is well-reasoned because uh, it will not be targeting American workers and retirees. So yeah, th this is what they're saying. So, but um, we know that this entire Biden regime. What do they what what do they mean by that? It has crafted a new approach to include an exemption for wage and salary earners. And right. So okay, so they're referring to the W2s. W2s like so anybody have... non-W2. Mm -hmm. Anybody whose income is not being reported through W2s or through Social Security, that kind of a thing. And the joke of it all is taxing wages is illegal to begin with. <laughs> and they layer up the freaking language through the tax documents, the title codes and all that. They layer it up and layer it up so that people don't trace it back because it's very complex and, and, and it hurts my brain, you know, to, to find what they're pointing to. And then they reference this and you got to keep tracing it back, tracing it back, tracing it back. And then you go, oh, well, look at that. They're full of shit. So they're alluding, they're constantly alluding to what you owe and what's due and your income but they're not legally allowed to tax you on wages. Um, it all began with, with taxing uh, federal employees is what it was, federal employees. And then they start layering it out over the years and adding language and twisting it to uh, appear as though <laughs> every individual now is taxed on earnings, which is not true. It's, it's, profitable income. And so the whole thing is just, just watching this shit show. Yeah. It looks joke because it's illegal right out the gate. And now right. they want access into our freaking bank accounts. Yeah. It does look like it's 10,000 a year. How much money went into the account, the account over the course of the year and how much mm -hmm. came out. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's 99% of the population. I mean, mm -hmm. it costs more than $10,000 to pay your rent and live. <laughs> Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a joke. It's right. A joke. So 
the, the, another way of manipulating the language yes exactly and they're saying this is to go after these evil millionaires and billionaires for evading taxes but this administration has done everything possible to weaponize agencies and get not against multi-billion dollar corporations like big tech and big pharma or blackrock for example but against <laughs> the working class they right. say this is about equity and making sure the millionaires pay their fair <laughs> share and uh, so, so they can, you know, fund their multi-trillion-dollar spending spree. Yeah. And they say this to with build a straight our smart face. Grid infrastructure. Right. And they say this with a straight face. I mean, as Nancy Pelosi, who has, you know, uh, been accused of insider trading and has yeah. a net worth of three hundred and fifteen million <laughs> in assets, and has been labeled the queen of stonks. Uh, and this is because, you know, there, there are actually traders that base their picks entirely on the moves that Nancy Pelosi makes because they know she has insider information. But the IRS isn't going after that. No, no, no. Oh, no, they're, no bank accounts will report, be reported on these billionaires. No, they're targeting average Americans and small businesses for every transaction they make, <laughs> whether it's 10,000 or 600. It's clearly designed to squeeze and monitor the working class. And it's downright laughable when we have the head of the treasury talking about the IRS and how they're gonna use it to crack down on all the cheating that's going on by these evil multi-millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, we're and not them paying accountable. the mafia blood money that's legal to begin with. So look, I, I gotta put a shout out. So any bankers out there uh, whether you work at a bank or you work at a cr uh, local credit union, uh, small family owned, big banks, any of them, email me, info at coreysdigs.com. I want to talk to you. I want to see what's uh, going on on the inside there, what we're hearing, because as you know, Edge, I already began reporting on this a long time ago, telling people, get your money out of the central banks, move to family owned, you know, go to uh, your smaller community and uh, use cash as often as possible. I showed how they're already building up the categories in our bank accounts and tracking our spending. They were preparing for this. This is one area they're preparing for. It's also gonna tie into our social credit score and our climate credit score that they're building. So um, I wanna talk to some bankers who might have some knowledge as to uh, what's coming down the pike and what's, uh, you know, being talked about inside there. Are they going to do anything to fight this? Are, are they going to, you know, stand up for the, the citizens that, you know, their patrons that bank with them? Are they going to try and protect their privacy? Because this is complete bullshit. Well, I think that that's a large reason why this um, language has changed from the 600 to the 10,000, um, simply because the banks do have a loud voice um and the politicians listen and the banks were not happy about having to report such small transactions every single small transaction that ties up a lot for them that's a lot of work extra work for them and so i think that probably this switch in the languaging although i'm not sure it's much of a switch in the actual policy itself is is due to that to the pushback by the banks well it's got to be the smaller banks because all the big banks are in on this crap 
right? But it's just downright laughable when you have the head of the treasury talking about going after these evil billionaires and holding them right. accountable for these small transactions. Right. When we have actual Federal Reserve, Reserve Bank presidents who have stepped down in Dallas and in Boston for insider trading. Yep. I know it's, it's a bunch of horse shit. And, and listen, also, I just want to throw in total different topic here, but um, if you're a truck driver, also email me at info at coreysdigs.com after the last, um, my road trip article that I put out um, that I got a lot of great comments on and people shared their stories. And I really love that. Um, so I appreciate that. And I had put a call out to uh, truckers to shoot me an email because I have some questions for them. And I did, I got like about a half a dozen. So I'm, I'm in correspondence with them. I'm going to be talking with some next week. So if there's any others, bring it on. I'm, I'm going to start gathering some, some data here. I have some questions. So. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. We need to report on uh, talking about the, the chain, supply chain issue right. that's happening. Right. Yeah. We, we need as much information on that fiasco as we can get too. So I'm glad you're on right. top of that. But going back to this whole um, t- spending bill and then how it's the IRS is spying on our bank accounts and it's, it's all tied in. But um, this uh, insert into the Democrat spending bill isn't about going after the billionaires. We've already pretty much established that. It isn't even mm-hmm. actually about paying for this multi-trillion dollar bill. As we know, they just, they don't really care about how it gets paid for. They just print the money and then they devalue the currency, (laughs) sending inflation through the roof, which is essentially a tax on every product we average folks have to buy. Right. So, but it's really about them getting closer to their ultimate plan of full control of the entire banking system and of every transaction of every citizen, which all connects to your report on digital identity, Corey. Yeah, it's comparable to what the masks represented. We knew where that was going to lead to the to the whole digital identity and what this is going to do is this is going to give them the bank access to then control how we spend our money. Exactly. And so this Biden regime nominee for the Office of Comptroller of Currency, this is a clear indicator of that goal of uh, taking full control. This woman, Miss Amarova, she is she's been appointed, not confirmed yet to lead the OCC. But um, when you look at her history, it's very clear where they're heading with this. She's lived in Russia for many years. She's gone to school there and has this view of the Fed um, that the Fed should take over private banks. <laughs> and um, that basically um, have full control of banking activity in the private sector. And she has said that in a recent paper that um, she's written, um, she proposes that the Federal Reserve take over consumer bank deposits, effectively ending banking as we know it. And she also supports a U.S. central bank digital currency, which we know is what they're trying to lead to, like right. Venezuela and China, of course. Yeah, yeah they're also looking into uh, creating uh, you know, government run banks and using, uh, uh, USPS as locations. So uh, that's a whole other thing I have my eyes on. I reported on that a little bit. 
because uh, I had dug up some info on that. So that's that's a whole other area. And then you also have big tech who's competing. There's there's a battle going on for this. So there's a, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of battle. It's not like everyone's in lockstep and in sync. And it's going to definitely go one, this way or that way. There is massive competition going on between the little banks, the big banks, the technology sector, uh, big tech. You got you know, PayPal and you got all these wallets and everything. They've got more data on us than anyone and they can compete with these bigger banks. So we're watching this massive like showdown going on right now. And we're, <laughs> we're unfortunately the ones that are gonna take the hit on this, which is why people need to, you know, use all we can do we, we can't we can't predict exactly how this is going to end up so all we can do is stay up with what's going on now and protect yourself as best as you can and you know like i use cash everywhere there's very few bills that i pay for through you know my debit card um I try to use cash everywhere because I'm sick of being traced. I actually talked with my bank, which is a uh, family owned bank and said, look, I noticed you guys suddenly have this software in here that's breaking down the categories. I do not want this. I don't want my spending being tracked. Um, who's this software company, get them out of my account. They actually paid money to have the, cause there was no way to turn it off. They paid to have uh, software put in to it to where they could actually turn it off. So now nothing, none of my spending is being categorized anymore. And I highly suggest people do. You got to talk with your local banks, you know, you got to support them and try to get them to support you because they're in jeopardy in all of this too. You know, they're gunning for the smaller banks. Right. Yeah. And when you look at these little bits and pieces of information, it's like a puzzle. You're trying to put it all together. There's a lot of moving parts, as you just said, but we see where this is all going. Mm -hmm. And this Democrat plan to use the IRS to monitor bank transactions of average citizens, that's all part of it, as well as this nomination for the OCC position. As for now, the spending bills are in negotiation process. They're squabbling over tax hikes. There's a deadline that's set for October 31st. We'll see where it ends up. But we know, uh, past Pelosi has said, as Miss Queen of Stonks herself has said, <laughs> um, that uh, yes, 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 this IRS little slip-in is going to definitely be in there, whether it's for the 600 or the 10,000, whatever it is. We know it's all just a, um, a shell game for them, an, a word game for them. Uh, we know what their agenda is. But um, as for the OCC nominee, Omarova, I believe is how you pronounce her name. She hasn't been confirmed yet. That's likely not going to happen or take place until the new year with all of these other manufactured crises that they've created. <laughs> they've got their hands full, so they'll probably push that to the next year. Uh -huh. so, but we well, need we to got some, it. We have some good things going on too, though. A lot of people fighting back on many fronts on the vaccines and the masks and the passports and whatnot. I know you had, yep. you had some good stuff on that. Yeah. So this populist 
uprising against the COVID tyranny is really gaining momentum. People are realizing their strength in numbers. And it really came to the forefront with the whole Southwest thing, which we talked about last week. So I'm not going to go into huge detail about it. But just as an update, it's important to note that Southwest has scrapped their plan to put unvaccinated employees on unpaid leave. So it's showing you that this populist movement to rise up against the tyranny is taking some serious real world uh, effects mm-hmm. in a positive way. And there's been like a domino effect because shortly after this whole debacle last week, Delta Airlines has come out, their CEO has come out and said that they're not going to enforce the divisive vaccine mandate. Granted, a lot of their employees are already jabbed, but yeah. the fact that they're not going to enforce it on the ones who have abstained and are refusing yeah that's important. It shows that they don't want to lose a significant portion of their workforce. Right. And it's a good thing. And then Boeing employees, same sort of thing. They organized to take part in the Freedom Flu sick out every Fridays. They were having (laughs) massive um, um, uh, protests outside. I believe this is in, gosh, was it in Seattle? I'm losing track of where, no, yeah, Seattle. In Seattle, employees were protesting last week, and they're also partaking in the Freedom Flu sick out. So, um, right. yeah, it's it's definitely gaining momentum, and it's spilling over into other uh, segments of large corporations, not just in the travel industry. I saw this today. I thought it was, you know, important to note General Electric. Electric's a big a big corporation. They yeah. obviously have some kind of plant or um, facility out in Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, today, while we're recording, we I found out that there were you know many many employees who did a walkout. In fact, they said the majority of the shop is against the federal government enforcing. Uh, the, this mandate, forcing anything on the individual. Um, some of the workers were saying so. Definitely seeing some of this pick up. And it's not just in the private sector. It's also um, in government positions and um, service positions like what's been going on with the Chicago Police Union. I mean, that was going on last week. It's spilling over now into this week um, with several, with many police officers in the Chicago Police Department who are refusing to get the jab or report their their vaccination vaccination status it's tied up in court this week um the mayor is going just toe to toe with this uh police union um boss and it's been really kind of fun to watch because the police union's really standing their ground and of course i think um, as far as the like super villain super villains go, Mayor Lightfoot is just <laughs> way up on there on that list. Oh yes. Um, so it's good to watch um, this pushback, but it's tied up in corp this week, and uh, so and, and they didn't. I guess they didn't want massive headlines about how the you know half the force was just suddenly put on unpaid leave, and they also knew that there was going to be a huge spike in crime because of course it's Chicago. Right? right under mayor lightfoot so yeah. they're doing this trickling thing now where it's like they're trickling out 
these these some of these officers who and putting them on unpaid leave, leave instead of all at once so it doesn't make uh -huh. as many headlines right. it doesn't um affect the the crime as much as a, a, a massive um layoff would so but um it's good to see the police union holding their ground and these police officers holding their ground as well so that's happening and then you have parents and students conducting walkouts so we had thousands nice. in california they organized a walkout on the 18th and i think that's been kind of an ongoing thing this week um, because of Newsom's vac vaccine mandate against school children. So yeah. thousands of, of parents, this was on the 18th, um, showed up for this, um, this walkout. But we're so seeing... Now, so wait, so let me think. The, they approved... What was the age group they approved? I know they're, they're going to be having a meeting in the next week, the FDA, I think there's, there's like a whole discussion on the table about five to 11 year olds. Um, yes. so is it, so what's the age group that has been approved? Wasn't it like 16 and up or is it, you know, isn't it 16 and up? They approved it. Yeah. It was five to 11 year olds is what they're reviewing now. So I would imagine that it's 12 and up. That 12, they've, they approved 12 and up. I, I, I don't I'm, quote me on that. I'm I like just so know that it's right now that five to 11 is the one that's under the review currently. So my assumption yeah. is then 12 and, and up, they've already said. And so okay. what in California, they're saying all, all what, like yeah. high schools? No, I think in high school, I'm going to have to look at it. Um, I think Newsom, let me see here. Um, it was all school, all students. Uh, no. Okay. Um, uh, students January and older. January students 12 and older. Okay. okay. And he'd probably, because, you know, the FDA is looking just in the next week or two um, right. at whether or not they're going to say, give the green light for kids five to 11. Good grief. Um, he'll probably revise that by that deadline. Right. And just say right. all school children. Right. Um, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane with everything that we know um, about yeah. the effects. Um, and it, it's just, I would be homeschooling. I, in fact, I am. So <laughs> that's why. Right. That is why I'm yeah. homeschooling. That one would be a no-brainer for me. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. But it was really good to see, especially in California, because people think, "Oh, California is so liberal." I don't think so. No, I mean, you've got LA, you've got you know, um, San Francisco, you've got um, you know some other places along the coast. But I think that really California's a lot more red than they give it credit for. And right. um, so I would love to see a lot of these parents just finally say enough is enough and pull their kids out completely. In fact, I think that that is what is happening. Yeah, So absolutely. we should talk about this Florida thing. We saw this right before recording and it looks like a good deal. So Florida governor calls for special session to counter vaccine and mask mandates. And yeah, also, very interesting looking proposals in this one. I'm I'm anxious to see the outcome of this. Yeah, he's calling a special session to go over some proposals, including provision for reemployment assistance to people who are fired due to failure to comply with an employer's vaccine mandate. That's great. Um, mm -hmm. Also, uh, look at this ad for people who have had adverse reactions getting workers comp. 
And we know because everything is under still EUA, um, you know, that was like, what happens if there's an adverse event? How are you going to get compensated, right? Right. Um, So that's really a big deal. Employers who fire solely based on vaccine mandate would be prohibited from enforcing non-compete agreements against these employees. That's a good deal. Another provision would be to require employers to provide religious and health exemptions for the mandates. So all very important um, legislative pieces that they want to um, go over during a special session. That looks very positive. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious. I, I, does it actually say like when this special session is going to take place? I, I, um, I don't know if it does or not. Like scroll down past the proposals because I had read the proposals and a little bit further and then I stopped. So I didn't see the bottom. Um, bum, 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 wrapped up with the boat. No, oh, I don't special see- session in, let's see. Texas, Wyoming, and Nebraska are considering statewide laws against vaccine mandates. That's good. And a special session in Texas wrapped up without a vote. Oh, without a vote on a bill countering the vaccine mandate backed by Governor Abbott. Uh, Lawmakers in Wyoming will hold a special session next week to consider bills to counter vaccine mandates. In Nebraska, Republicans need more votes to trigger a special session to consider similar bills. So, so this is all good stuff here. Very good stuff. I should have yeah. finished reading the rest of the article. I, was, <laughs> I literally found that like right before we started. I'm like, ooh, ooh, what's this? Right, right. <laughs> we didn't have time to study up on that. Look at these proposals. These are interesting. I'm sure they will be fought tooth and nail on them if they go through, but you know, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think this 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 uprising against the tyranny is really gaining a momentum of both in the private and the public sectors. And um, it it's kind of when, when you just look at this anecdotally, for example, um, this was Joe in um, <laughs> his hometown this week and um, the crowd screaming. Oh, wait. I want to hear it. Oh, you want to hear it? Okay. This one. Well, they're they're screaming "F Joe Biden." Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. There's there's just a little bit of the flavor there. That's just it. Just repeats over and over okay. again. F you, right. F Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon. I mean, the the outrage that the public is um, expressing at this point um, brings us to the point where Joe Biden. And his hometown, he can't yep. even walk down the streets at this point. He um, right. is is being screamed at and berated as his entourage drives down the street. Yep. And um, here's another example of how this is really just gaining momentum and popularity. And um, and it is that there are songs on iTunes. The <laughs> number one hip hop song on iTunes is "Let's Go Brandon." <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. I'm telling you what. <laughs> and and the and the thing is is like a, a lot of this is going on in you know there's a lot of fighting back in other countries too. But there are people in other countries that are also shouting let's go Brandon, you know? I mean the the this has gone so incredibly viral. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it really is just that it, it says so many things in just three words. Mm-hmm. It talks about the fake news and um, how they tried to make it Let's Go Brandon when it was very clearly not. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> it expresses the, the, the sentiment that the population feels and right. uh so and th- that's why it really just kind of rings true for everybody and it's like the the phrase of the year yep so Too yeah funny. good way to end it good way to Maybe end I'll it i'll add that as a little tagline on the t-shirts i do <laughs> exactly <laughs> i've seen some let's go brandon t-shirts that are pretty great so <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, a lot of positive news happening out of the opposition. So I just want yeah. people to feel encouraged. Yes, we see what they're doing. Uh, we're trying to stay up on top of it. We all need to do our part to stay on top of it, but also feel encouraged. That- yeah, we need to keep this heat on. Um, as you can see what's going on in places like New Zealand and Australia and, and even harder pushes in the UK, um, the, the longer we fight back and not comply um the the more it's going to break down their system it's going to slow down their system um and you know are we going to see changes are they going to get away with more crap of course they are but there's no way their full and complete agendas which most of us and most of our listeners know what those are are going to come to full fruition. There's just, there's too many people aware and fighting all of this. Yeah. And you can tell how desperate they are and how, because they're, they're moving so quickly because they see people waking up that they have to push faster. And, and so you can tell which side is losing momentum, which side is gaining momentum. And so people feel encouraged with that and keep pressing on keep the pressure on all right well thanks for joining us today on dig it with myself the sharp edge and Corey lynn of Corey's digs hopefully we'll have speaker back soon and um, please be sure to share this podcast we are on bitshoot foxhole gab tv iheart radio odyssey pilled soundcloud spotify stitcher tune in and youtube and we'll see you back next time right here on dig it Thank you.